What's up, you guys? Welcome to the January 21st edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Get ready to talk some waiver wire action. We're going to do a little Sunday recap, analyzing from three games that are done. We're doing this in the game. Just, just as the Patriots game ended, they won a goon. With me to break it down is Tommy Beer. What's up, man? What's up, brother? Sorry, I hope I hope no one DVR'd the Patriots game and I like blew it for him. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all knew we all knew the outcome anyway. You know? Yeah, shout out to you. If anyone's listening to the pod and you DVR the game to listen to this podcast, like <laughs> that's what's up. Bad props for that. <laughs> so, anyways, um, we got a lot going on. We have three day games in the books, and we've got. I'm watching the game right now with five seconds left. Detroit's up one, Nets ball. So when I start shouting one way or another, that's what it's going to be. They're about to inbound. Um, so we'll kind of talk about. You know, I'm just gonna. Let's see what's going on here. So, hey, I'll, oh, he took another timeout. Okay, I was gonna do my little play-by-play. Let's get a let's get a play-by-play going, <laughs> right? <laughs> they just took they a timeout, get, so they got to get it to Dinwiddie, right? That's got to be the look. Oh, uh, revenge game, man, against the Pistons. Yes, well, revenge. he's got a revenge game against damn near half the Eastern Conference. So yeah, right. It's uh, that's Van Gundy's first ever pick was Dinwiddie. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah they have a first round pick that year, and he went second round. Had the ACL tear from Colorado. Um. Okay, so check out Steve, Dr. Ace Calm. Tommy's filling in, and I'm sure he's going to do a killer job, right? I'm going to try. <laughs> of course. Um, so, yeah, check out Steve. He's got a, a lot of kind of like shallower guys, so definitely check those out if you're kind of in a, a league that's a little bit, you know, 10 team or so. But if, if you're in a 16 or a 20, this is, this is where we get to the good stuff. So I just want to go over kind of the no-brainers first, and then we'll kind of dive into um, – so Bismack Biombo, I mean, he's got to be on. I think Bogdan's pretty much must own, Hardaway, Levine, obviously. Carroll was kind of on the fence, but he had another great game today. Talk about that in a second. Wayne Ellington's must own to me, uh, and Kelly Oubre as well. Um, anything you feel about those guys? That yeah. We yeah, don't like really said, need to even analyze yeah, them. Yeah, if you're in a decent standard size league, those guys should be off the wire, sir. Yeah, like I don't know who you'd even drop for that. So right. it, it should be pretty crazy. So we'll kind of go through each. Format, ESPN, CBS, and Yahoo. Some guys that kind of jumped out that have picked up more than others. Dinwiddie drives, pump fakes, double pump. Got it! Oh! Oh. 0.9 seconds left. Nets up one. Revenge game. Cats fans are furious as the the Nets fall back in the lottery. Oh, there you go. Nets win, man. Big win for Nets. They're playing really good ball. I love that team. Cavs fans, fans nervous right now. Yeah. Well, we, real quick on, the, on – sorry, go ahead. The good news is the Cavs pick may actually be ahead of the Nets in the lottery. <laughs> so they so look at two lottery picks that way. Who gives up 148 points at home, man? <laughs> uh, I, th- I saw uh, Isaiah Thomas has like a 124 defensive rating or something since he came back. Yikes. It's like, oof. Um, real quick on Dinwiddie, we talked about this with Jonas, and I, I, I basically said, and Ryan also chimed in on this, and we didn't get you. I, I'm like, he's basically a healthy Jeremy Lin, so like 60 is like where I think he's going to be going forward. Maybe even better than that. He looks phenomenal. Yeah, um, it, it, obviously Atkinson has no reason to, you know, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he kind of plays with with Russell once Russell's fully 100 percent and and playing 28, 32 minutes a night. 
Um, but certainly Dinwiddie can play off the ball. Russell can play off the ball just as he did when Lynn was healthy. So, yeah, it's obviously if Lynn was still in the picture, um, I think that would cloud it. It would make me a little right. hesitant to buy into Dinwiddie. But I certainly have no reason to believe that he that he can't be a you know sixth, seventh round value yeah. guy for the rest of the year. He looks great. And as far as I know, I'm not 100% on this, but I'm pretty sure that Russell sub they basically split point guard minutes. They didn't play together at all. If, if I'm I'm not 100 percent on that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, so okay, so ESPN, some other guys they have TJ McConnell. They have high, which again makes a total sense, uh, and he should be added right now. JJ Redick's out for at least another week. It looks like a couple, and Bayless also has the wrist injury. This is the wrist injury that kept him down last year. So McConnell looks like a phenomenal pickup. I I, I would probably put him pretty much in the no brainer section, given how. Hard it is to pick up point guards. Certainly, short term, definitely. Um, we'll you know we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll get an update on Bayless and kind of see where he's at early this week. Um, and Fultz seems like he's inching his way back. Um, but assuming those two guys are, are out for at least a couple games, um, I like McConnell a lot. Uh, even though uh, TLC got the start yep. on Saturday, um, which was a bit surprising. I thought McConnell would get the start. McConnell ended up playing more minutes than him um, and, and certainly uh, has shown when he gets you know 30-plus minutes a night. He's a really, really quality, underrated, fan, solid, high-floor fantasy contributor. Yeah, he's fine off the bench. I mean, he'll fill the minutes that yep. Simmons isn't out there. He'll make his money there, and then he'll get you know 15 minutes with Simmons. So he looks yep. great. Uh, again, really been fantasy-friendly, too, um, with percentages and everything. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Dedman's another guy that has, hasn't quite busted out. Had a double-double on Saturday, and it, we're, we're, we can't pull me out of there already. But either way, you know how I feel about centers. They've got to be owned. I do think that his short-term value is a lot better than his long-term value because he's going to get traded and, be, and lose a lot of minutes when he gets traded. But four games this week, Dedman's a pretty good player to use. I like Dedman. Um, I think he's an underrated player. I wish the Hawks, obviously, wish the Hawks would play him more. Um, because before he got injured back in the middle of November, I mean, he, first of all, he was shooting 80% from the, almost 80% from the floor, but, you know, almost a double double. Um, he's a guy that's going to be, has a player option uh, for, the, for the following season. So he'll most likely opt out and become an unrestricted free agent this summer and try to cash in. So he's got that motivation working in his favor over the second half of the season. Um, probably the most talented of the Hawks bigs. Um, would love to see uh, him and Collins rolled out 25 plus minutes a night. Um, hopefully that'll happen sooner than later. Um, but of guys that could be on the wire, I certainly like his upside. Um, you know, more than most. Yeah, if you miss out on Biombo, I think that that's probably your next best bet for centers. Yep. Um, yep. And yeah, again, you know, if, that's one of my main things to say is like centers are harder to come by. So definitely grab him. Um, you, one thing too, like like I said, once Pumley goes away, and I think that has to happen soon because they they get punched in the mouth so frequently in the first quarter. And if that happens, then we could get because Collins has uh, tailed off a little bit too because his rebounds are down. He's not getting as many dunks, so he needs to play more center minutes. Um, Milos Teodosic, his minutes are way up now. He's played 31.5 of his last two. He still can't shoot the ball really that well. He's actually shooting better, though. Shooting threes, uh, assists are there. He's got six per game uh, this month, so he's looking a lot better really than expected. Um, faster than I thought, too. I thought he'd be out for a handful of games. So um, Another guy I'd pick up, I- I'd probably rather own TJ, man. To be honest, um, I, I don't really trust Milos completely. 
Agreed. Tyrone Wallace is getting a bunch of minutes out there, too, which is kind of eating, uh, eating into his upside. Um, I do like Teodosic long term for, mm. for the second half of the season. I think once he kind of finds his rhythm and gets more comfortable in the offense because um, he's still kind of working his way back, hasn't really had a consistent run. Um, and, and teams are obviously going to focus more on the Williams. So I think I, I do like his upside long term, but um, until he kind of you know kind of plateaus a little bit um, and evens out, um, I, I think McConnell's uh, probably the more attractive ad. And I think he's going to have back to back limits for a while. Uh, so True. looking at the schedule on them really fast. Oh, it's actually super nice. They go every other day for the rest of this month. Oh, they don't have a back to back until the All Star break. So. Never mind. So I, that's actually pretty close. Then. So yeah, if you if you're sitting first or second, and both those guys are out there, I'd probably add Milos. Now, now that I look at the schedule. Uh, okay, so moving along here, um, that's pretty much it for the ESPN guys that jumped out. Yahoo had a foursome. I'll give you the four, and you could kind of rank them, I guess. Um, well, actually, let's do this first. There's a couple Lakers on there. So there's Larry Nance and Jordan Clarkson. Both of those guys had pretty strong games today. So let's kind of just dig into that game with the Knicks as well. There's a, a lot of waiver wire goodness in this game. I mentioned THJ has to be owned. But let's talk Knicks first. This point guard situation is a mess. I'm Trey Burke being thrown in there. And actually, I picked up Trey Burke in a deeper league, and I needed like two or three assists. They got me four. So I was happy with that. Um, but yeah, they're running, they ran a lot of two-point guard lineups in the last two games as well. They did it against Utah and then today as well. So, is there like Jared Jackson pretty solid? But is there a guy you really want to plant your flag on? I know a lot of like, you guys all wrote about Delakina being a breakout player. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on this point guard situation? I think uh, it's it is a mess, and I'd be I I, the, I guess the answer to your question is I don't feel comfortable co-signing anybody strongly. Right. Um, the Knicks are still trying to fight for the eighth seed. Um, which is probably the worst thing that could happen to the franchise long term is to stay in that no man's land. But, you know, Hornacek's playing for a job. They're veterans, Jared Jack, you know, et cetera. Um, obviously, you know, Tim Hardaway came out and said the season's an abject failure if they don't make the playoffs. So, um, understandably, that's what the playoffs are. You know, the players are obviously thinking it's it's playoffs of bust. So, um, and for that reason, expect to see Jared Jack playing, you know, 25 plus minutes a night um, for the foreseeable future. Um, Neil Akin is obviously the future. I think once they do um, get eliminated from playoff contention or at least re- realistic playoff contention, um, which might not happen, you know, considering that the East is you know, mediocre at best, might not happen, you know, until maybe three weeks left in the season, a month left in the season, as little as probably two less, weeks. Yeah, I was going to say probably yeah. less than that. It, it certainly could be the case. Um, Knicks still do have uh, uh, – it was 13 of 16. I believe it's now uh, 12 of 14 uh, of their next 14 games are on the road. Um, so certainly oh, wow. they're, they're a road-heavy schedule. They are one of the worst road teams in the league. Um, 6 and 17 so, looking at it right now. 6 and 17. Um, so, yeah, so they're going to have a very tough schedule from now until the All-Star break. Um, and uh, even some of their home games are, are difficult home contests. So um, that being said, I, I, I think things will go will get worse. I think they'll start, you know, see some distance between the, the playoff pipe dream. I think they'll be closer to a to a five seed um, uh, than, uh, you know, or, or the um, the fifth overall pick than the eighth seed in the East uh, by the All-Star break, to yeah. be completely honest, or at least, you know, shortly thereafter, early so, March. I had say. a hot take because you guys talked about Nila Kina a lot in the call when I, I couldn't get my thing in on time. And um, I, I I thought I had a hot take. I said I'd rather stash Deontay Davis over Nila Kina. 
Uh, yeah, it's not it's not a crazy pick, uh, you know. Assuming Gasol, you know, either gets shut down or gets, you know, there's a possibility gets traded. Um, there's definitely if you if you're buying lottery tickets, um, there's something to be something to be said there. And even with Nilakina, you mentioned Trey Burke now in the picture. Um, Burke closed out the game in Utah when the Knicks won on Friday night. Um, played the last nine minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, logged another seven plus minutes tonight. Uh, had four assists and four points. Um, and uh, Nilakina has been up and down. I mean, he's terrible. Um, uh, against Utah on Friday night, um, inconsistent offensively. He's been a terrible offensive player, essentially, especially percentage-wise, uh, for the last month or so. Um, I think he'll, that will eventually improve. The guy's mechanics and form are really solid. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before he starts to bounce back. Um, but but all things considered, um, listen, if you're in a deep, deep league and you know there's limited guys on the waiver wire, I definitely think Neil Akina has upside, as I wrote about mm. um, over the second half of the season. But I wouldn't, I'd be hesitant to invest too heavily in him, um, especially in the short term. The problem is, like, if you're in first or second, that's fine. But if you're like in, and you're not going to get anything for him, like if I, if I don't have Neil Akina on any team, and if someone sent me a trade for him, like I don't even know what I'd give up for him. You know, like right. I'm trying to think of what I like. Um, I, I guess I wouldn't give up Deontay Davis. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd give up Bielitsa with Jimmy Butler being down. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I'd be I'd be hesitant to, to invest. Yeah, in it really depends on your situation. But I I'm kind of off. I, I'm the, I was pretty high on the Lakina about two months ago. But this is this the the Knicks are playing too well. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so moving to the Lakers and yeah, like you said, I don't I don't feel comfortable planting my flag on any of those guys. Uh, Courtney Lee's awesome. Obviously, Chris Stapps. Cantor's been pretty solid, who's probably a sell high. Uh, he actually got some nice garbage time uh, points um, I saw late. Beasley's finally trending down. Beasley, now that Hardaway's back, that's a that's a possible drop, I think. Yeah, I mean, the guy still only played 13 minutes, picked up 5,017 <laughs> points. I mean, it's a, a, a classic Beasley line. <laughs> um, but, but only one rebound, only one assist. Um, so yeah, there's definitely reason to trend downward. He's one of those guys where he's going to have 22 point nights and then he'll back it up with a four point outing, mm. um, especially with Hardaway back in the picture. But like those no brainer guys, Biombo, Bogdan, so on, so on, like drop Beasley. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So Lakers side, Lonzo's out, KCP's out. Um, KCP did practice yesterday and he didn't play. So he's close. Uh, I think he has a chance to play in the next game or two. Really, the big winner here has been Jordan Clarkson, just going off the last couple games. Had a 33-pointer on Friday, had a 29 and 10 dimes, six board game today against the Knicks, three steals as well. Just uh, game high 38 minutes too. Yeah, monster, monster game. And actually, after the game, Walton said that starting Clarkson's on the table. So um, he obviously is very comfortable on that bench. He's almost like the uh, the other LA version of Lou Williams. Not to not doesn't have 10 steals like Lou did last night. <laughs> Jeez, that was crazy, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, he has to be owned. Um, also, too, don't forget the trade rumors are there. So I, I would consider selling high here. If you could throw him in with a package player, maybe. And actually, if you have Biombo and, like, you're doing well, you could kind of. And also, they only have two games this week. So you could kind of try to find a sucker and be like, hey, man, you're an eighth. You need to start making up some ground. Here's Biombo. He can give you three, four good weeks. Maybe give you a couple wins, like yeah, probably not. He's not really going to help you this week. So right. um, yeah, I, I I think if you could sell Biombo and you're in the top four, I would probably consider that. But anyways, back on the Lakers. Um, so Clark's minutes were down. I'm sorry, Hart's minutes are down. And 
backcourt. I mean, that's kind of it. Like, ball's gonna come back soon, and this is gonna go away. Alex Caruso, who I I kind of pimped the other day, he had a kind of a nice game, nine and eight. How, uh, how about how about just how about looking at the Lakers box score? They won by they scored one hundred twenty seven points. They won by twenty, and their starting backcourt, Tyler Ennis and Josh Hart, combined for zero points. Yeah, man. That's that. I'm I'm assuming that hasn't happened too often in NBA history. That's got yeah. That's a to check that out. But um, okay. So backcourt like pretty much hard to drop. Ennis never was a pickup. I, I I've got Caruso's fun man. That's three Caruso's games in a row. He's played. He's really energetic. played well three games in a row. He has Br- brings energy. Obviously, Walt is one of those players that coaches like to play. Had eight assists and uh, you know, and he had like seven of those assists in his first ten minutes on the floor. So, um, you know, obviously with KCP and Ball back would 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 make it difficult for him. Um, but you know, assuming he can he can leapfrog Ennis and Hart in the rotation, he should still see decent minutes off the bench. Yeah, and they play three games this week, so it's kind of tough if. Ball's back for one. You're kind of screwed. So, um, front court. Larry Nance is kind of a pickup. Big game from him. 13-5. Two blocks of steal. No turnovers. Good shooting as well. Um, I'm down with picking him up. Uh, we've seen Brooke Lopez really tail off. And his minutes have been pretty consistent in his last four games. And, and we, we've seen him really rack up defensive stats. So, um, yeah, I think Nance is pretty much a no-brainer. Agreed. Yeah, he's been playing well. Um, when he's on the floor, he just you know he's the, nobody plays harder than he does. Um, um, you know, and and it can and that leads to hustle stats, steals, blocks, things like that, and, yeah. and earns yeah. playing time. Kuzma dinged up though. That that is part of the reason why he he hurt his hand again. I think it was. Yeah, it went up for went up for a dunk early in the second quarter. Came down on his hand and yeah. to be favoring and holding it, shaking it off, and yeah. never. Was was felt comfortable after that? Yeah, so I still think Nance is going to be okay. Joyce Randall also went berserk, uh, twenty-seven and twelve. That that duo of Clarkson and Randall just really put put it down for the Knicks. Um, okay, so there's really not much waiver wire analysis needed from the Magic and Boston. Uh, I I think Shelvin Mack was interesting if you're in like a twenty teamer. Um, he's played kind of well when he's put given minutes. Marcus Morris doesn't do anything for me. I still think he's going to have minute restriction back to back. He's just so empty with scoring, with scoring, and then really nothing else. Uh, so I don't really see any kind of waiver wire ad from this game. Yeah, I mean, I got I got Augustine in our thirty deep, um, and Shelvin Max's presence has kind of <laughs> limited him from 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 uh, you know producing. So, but yeah, I don't see anything else that's uh, well. Actually, Kem Birch. Yeah, he's been he's pretty come good. Come back down to earth after his monster night, but you know he's still still you know played seventeen minutes again. Yeah, Biombo had a quiet game, but he did have three yeah. blocks, so that's what no boards, no that's boards, kind of surprising. Um, Detroit, not much going on there. They're starting to get healthy again, and the Nets are kind of is what it is. Carroll's really separated himself. Him and also big big news was they played Rondé at the five a lot late. So that's big because we we Carroll's gonna need to play the four to hold his value, I think, and I think he's going to. Um, Okafor hasn't been very good. Allen was pretty decent early, but kind of didn't do much in the second half. Uh, the Vert's still holding up, I think. If he can hit twenty three, twenty four minutes a game, he's gonna be okay, and he kind of is. Um, but yeah, Crab, I'm a little bit nervous about, and Harris, I'm a little bit nervous about. Agreed. Um... It, yeah, I, I mean, uh, it, Russell played less than 15 minutes again. He's he's done nothing since returning. Hopefully, you know, it's just a matter of him shaking off the rust and and getting back in the in the in the groove. Yeah, he's um, one of ten from the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, so we'll see how that that shapes out in the future. But uh, so, yeah, 
Rondé's been awesome, and, yeah. and DeMar really, you know, from a guy that was floating around waiver wires, um, he's playing a ton of minutes and, and putting up solid numbers again. Yeah, that knee injury sent people looking to drop him in a hurry, and that was I thought that was the right call at the time, but right. turns out stashing him for that week or whatever seems like a good move. Um, yeah, that's kind of it there for the th- for the three games. Okay, so getting back on track for other waiver wire ads, uh, CBS, and also okay, so. Uh, Kyle Anderson's also a hot pickup in Yahoo. I'm down. I think I'm more Kyle Anderson than most people. Um, I like the hustle stats, and we don't know when Kawhi's coming back. Rudy Gay's still out for a little bit, so I'm down with picking him up. Uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, I, I can't argue against that. You know, obviously, understand that the limitations are there. His ceiling's not not over. Not certainly not through the roof, um, but his floor is relatively high. He's going to get minutes. Um, and should be able to prove relatively consistently, if not spectacularly, on a nightly basis. And four games this week, so nice little boost for you there. Uh, CBS, couple guys. Uh, they have Jared Jack really high from pickups today, and Montrezl Harrell. It's kind of tied to DeAndre Jordan, so I don't really, I don't think Jordan's gonna be out that much longer. So, and they also had Josh Jackson, who's kind of had that big game the other day uh, against Denver, if I remember. So, I, it's one game. TJ Warren's not going anywhere. They're not playing them next to each other. So, yeah, I'm not really. I mean, Jack's owned where he should be owned already. Yep. So, okay. So, let's go through some deep league ads before we get out of here. Um, so, the Grizzlies. mentioned. I mentioned Deontay Davis, who I like quite a bit. Um, his blocks weren't there on Saturday. But he had a couple really nice games coming into the weekend. So I'm interested in him. And then also, Jermichael Green going down had an ankle injury. Right ankle. So this is the same leg with his right knee. They already ruled him out for the next game this afternoon, just before we did the podcast. So uh, Jerome Martin's a pretty decent pickup uh, if you're looking for a body right now. They do only play three games, so that's a slight negative. But Martin's good. He played 35 minutes. They really like him. He made three threes. He can really do a lot of things. His team needs offense. So uh, I'm, I'm down with him. And like I said, Deontay doesn't play any four, uh, four but um, he could do damage. He's I think he's clearly hit Brandon Wright. Anybody before we talk backcourt? Um, um, yeah, I, I think you want to keep an eye on Dylan Brooks um, out in Me- uh, out in Memphis. Um, you know he's questionable as well. Basically, the the, the Grizzlies injury report should just be list. Here's the guys that have a chance to play. Yeah. <laughs> it would be less shorter than the, than all the questionable guys. Um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, Dylan Brooks questionable, Chalmers questionable, Martin questionable, already ruled out. Ennis, Jamichael Green, and Carson, uh, and Parsons. Um, so uh, and Harrison's probably Harrison's probably so, yep. So this is one of those situations where you might want to keep an eye on, especially DFS purposes, um, uh, for their game Monday night against the Sixers. Um, you know, if if Brooks can play, if Martin plays, um, those guys have a chance to to put up a, a heavy usage rate. Um, Seven guys on the injury report. Crazy, crazy. <sighs> so, um, yeah. So that that's certainly something to keep an eye on. Yeah. So. The guy who went off last night, Saturday night, my boy, Mr. Summer League, or that was, uh, that, yeah, Wayne's World, man. Wayne's World. First uh, of all, uh, I, I, I meant to text the quality blurbing on yes. Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2. Do you uh, like how I, I put them out the same exact time? For <laughs> good timing, way to space them back to back. I know that that was appreciated for For, for sure, fun. yeah. I, I feel like um, I liked it more than anyone else. I was like, oh, this is a good idea, so... Thank you for the props. I appreciate yeah. that. So Wayne Ellington, who we'll talk about in a second, too. All right, we want to pick up Wayne Ellington. 
So like I said, this, this is a mess. Like we thought Ben McLemore could be the guy. He really benefited from the revenge game, I guess, against the Kings. But Selden just went off, man. He could fill it up, and he could fill it up. And like sometimes you see guys who could fill it up in summer league, and you're like, oh, you're a summer league scorer. But he ha- he kind of has it, man. Like he can do a, a, a lot of different things. So I'm interested here. Like if I'm in a 20 teamer and I'm guys and I'm just sit like I honestly call me crazy. I would consider cutting Nidlikina for Selden. Uh, I think that's a bit of a that's a bit of a hot take um, yeah. on my end, but it's not crazy if you consider the fact, um, you know, if you're buying lottery tickets because if uh, especially if Tyreek Evans gets traded, right? Uh, exactly. Exactly. Seems, you know, which seems like certainly a possibility over the next couple of weeks here. Um, that would open up a ton of playing time, a ton of a uh, bunch of usage rate um, that Selden could inherit. So it's it's not it's not it's not a crazy take. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, like I'm kind of jumping around from these bench Grizzly guys. Like I like Kobe Simmons a lot. Now I like Wayne right, Selden right. a lot. That's kind of how I was. I was like I love Norman Powell a lot. Now I love Delon Wright a lot. Like I, that's that's fantasy though. You try to find where the opportunity is. And like I said, there's huge, huge opportunity on this Grizzlies team, man. They're falling yes. fast, and yes. they're going to be out of the playoffs in a hurry. They need, yeah. need, need a lot. They need just assets, man. They're just so bereft of that. So yeah, that's if you're looking to pry off a team. Uh, I don't know what their playoff schedule looks like, but going after Gri- hunting Grizzlies seems like a good idea. Um. Jimmy Butler, surprise, he didn't play yesterday. I know people in DFS were not happy about that and what was a good matchup for him. Bielitsa started. He had a 24-point start. His last start against the Lakers last year is the only other one. Um, he was okay. Really, it was Marcus George's hunt who really benefited late, uh, had a career high in scoring, and he played solid defense, made some clutch free throws. But we don't know how long Jimmy's out. This is his good knee. He had that left knee injury that uh, he was going to consider surgery on. Didn't happen. But um, I-, I think it's just giving him a day off after he played 42 freaking minutes. It sounds like it. You know, we'll get an update shortly. Um, but, uh, yeah, Bielitz had eight points and six boards in 27 minutes on Saturday night. But you're right. It was it was Georges Hunt who really – who Thibodeau trusted to close out the game in the fourth quarter. You mentioned knocked down a couple free throws, drew a charge to kind of seal a deal for the Tim Wolves, which you know Tibbs enjoyed. He's one of those guys that – another, you know, coach's favorite type of player. You know, I think he earned himself more – earned himself a spot in the rotation going forward which is probably not a good thing from a fantasy perspective because if butler does miss another game or two um he'll probably you know go committee approach with uh, him and belly um you know going forward yep do the old belly with uh dmx nas remember that movie <laughs> you dog you dog for life Ross. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good uh, soundtrack too yeah that's where that's where it's from grand finale man so, yep. uh, that's one of my jams. I used to listen to that. I was like, I, whenever I would make mix CDs, I would probably throw that on there like half the time. <laughs> You're realizing like, half the people don't even know what a CD is. Probably yo, this so yourself, right? I'm, I'm, I'm uh, cleaning out some stuff uh, for my grandma passed away. Sorry to be downer, but she has so much stuff. She has this old like Walkman, man. I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. like, And she actually, one other funny thing, we're kind of going fast. My grandpa saved this old menu from the 40s. It like a steak dinner, 60 cents, dude. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that? Uh, I was like, uh, a dozen oysters for like 25 cents. Just like, geez, man. First, first, I thought you were going to say your grandma had a, the belly soundtrack. <laughs> that would have made her the coolest grandma. My grandma's in history. gangster, grandma. man. 
<laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, it was, it's just so ridiculous, all the stuff from, like, the old days, man. But, um, anyways, what else? So, uh, quickly on DeLon, right? I had a couple people ask about dropping DeLon. I don't, I mean, if he gets 24 minutes a game, and he's going to, he's going to produce. He'll have a couple bad, like I always say, bench guys, wings, they're going to have bad games. It's just yes. bound to happen. You have to take the ups and downs. And overall, you're going to get more ups and downs. Are you on Team DeLon? I haven't really quizzed uh- yeah, I mean, you know, Van Vliet's back in the mix. He got 14 minutes um, on Saturday night. But um, the thing you like about Wright is um, his floor is relatively high because he's going to stay on the floor, especially because of his defensive abilities. I mean, he's a he's a ferocious so perimeter defender. Um, you know, you figure that'll keep him on the floor, earn him minutes. Um, and he's a guy that's a chance to get, you know, five rebounds, five assists. Um, double-digit points uh, if he gets those 20-plus minutes. Um, so, uh, again, among guys, you know, it's just, so, so, should something ever happen to DeRozan or Lowry, um, his, his stock would certainly spike. Um, uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. So, yeah, I'm worried about the the – the the, the the consistency just from a night to night up basis um, splitting time with Van Vliet and obviously the the, the Raptors backcourt their their two studs are gonna you know play as, as as frequently as they can especially if they're playing well and non blowout so yeah. um, that's a little bit worrisome but um, some should go haywire um, he's another guy that that would make a nice handcuff and, and certainly have some upside yeah he has a lot of he actually let us down when Lowry went down but um, it, yeah. yeah he's he's cruising he plays again. Play, play. I think he. If you play, talk. If you like, exclude the time he was out. I think he leads the team in fourth quarter. Like, if you just do the first part before he got hurt, and then after he came back, like, I'm pretty sure he's first in fourth quarter minutes. The guy just plays so much in the fourth, so that's huge. Bench, bench stuff's overrated. Uh, other guys we haven't talked about yet. The Rodney Hood thing. Let's talk about that really fast. So he's banged up again. What else is new? And then also three outlets reporting that he's on the block. Legit ones too. So. Um, Mark Stein, if you want the specific, Mark Stein, Zach Lowe, and then Tony Jones from Salt Lake Tribune, all three people that I definitely trust. So it sounds like Rodney's gone. So that means that puts Iso Joe and Alec Burks super deep on the radar. Obviously, if Joe Ingles was dropped in a shower league, he's kind of boring, but he's productive. So yep. anybody jazz wise perimeter that you can kind of. I mean, in deeper leagues, I'm sure Burks has probably flown out there after he went MIA for a while. Mm. Um, He played 18 minutes on Saturday, uh, 15 points and six boards. And he had that nice little stretch there um, about, you know, towards the end of December where he was putting up solid minutes. Yeah. Um, When Hood was out. Yep. Yep. When Hood was out. So if if Hood should miss time or if Hood should get dealt, um, which certainly seems like a a possibility, if not a probability. Hot take Um, again. I think I'd rather pick up Alec Burks. Over Nilakina. <laughs> Picking on Frankie. Frankie, 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 Frankie. Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I guess my question, my hesitancy is if, if Hood's around, then, then Burks is somewhat useless. Um, whereas even if no matter what happens, Nilakina is going to get some playing time later in the season. Um, so Burks more of a speculative ad as opposed to Nilakina. Nilakina has the higher floor. But, um, and, uh, you know, the other thing with Utah, even though they want to trade him, they got to find a taker, um, which means he has to get healthy. Um, so we'll see how that situation plays itself out. You mentioned that. I think that his health concerns are going to keep him out, like because they don't want him to get hurt, and then uh-huh. they're kind of you know they're kind of caught with a hot potato. 
So interesting. The other the other way to look at it is you want to see him get back on the floor so we can try to kind of you know show yeah. I'm healthy. I'm ready to contribute. I can stay healthy. That type of thing. But you're probably right with his injury pass. They might be best just to to, to keep him sidelined. Yeah, I yeah. I think so. What if I'm them? That's what I would do. Like I'd have to be 100 percent sure he's healthy to put him out there. Even still, I don't even think I I think I'm gonna just sit him out honestly. Like, like he's yeah, hurt so I, much. True, but the only thing is, does that really prevent another team from from trading for him um, if they don't know that he's healthy and can get back on the floor? You know, maybe play him and then rest him. You know, yeah. play limited minute that type of thing. That's a good point. Play, yeah, I don't know. I think I mean teams have all those medicals, so they're, true. True. I, I don't know. I, I I think I think that setting him down is probably a good idea. Well, I don't, I have Hood um, in a couple semi shallower leagues, and he's on, he's on the chopping block hard. I'm getting ready to cut him in like a shallowish twelve teamer. Yeah, it, it, his his it, he's a difficult guy to pinpoint because especially if he gets traded, what team does he go to? Does he start? Is there is there a team that's loaded and they just looking for one extra piece, or is it a team that gets an injury and then needs a guy to play 28, 30, 30 minutes a night? Um, and then if so, he's, you know, he showed over, you know, the first, uh, you know, month or so of the season that, or even, you know, going back a couple of years when he's fully healthy, he's a guy that can put up points, but, um, certainly a risky game, but you know, it's, it's so dependent on what you need. Do you need threes? Do you need points? Can you drop points and threes? Cause you need boards and blocks. Um, kind of probably team specific league dependent, you know, type of situation. I would drop him for the no brainers, the Biombos, Bogdans, THJs, Levines, Carrolls, Ellingtons, Ubres, McConnell, I think I would even drop him for. Milos, I'd maybe even drop him for. I'd have to go by situation by situation yeah. basis of those guys. I'm not I'm not sold there. I, I I think could have some some decent value, you know, over the next thirty five games if if he can come back healthy. And he could um, hit the jackpot. He could go somewhere good. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, like a guy like um, Deadman, or um, per, you know, when Deadman gets traded, he's going to go to a contender. It just feels that way. True. True. So, so yeah, so he's a rental because Ilya Sova as well. These guys that are just kind of thriving on bad teams, and they're going to go there for just help. So yep. I think someone could just say, "Oh, Rodney Hood, you're actually playing. You're pretty good. You're somewhat young, even though you're older than most people that are in your career length." But yeah, I, I think he's all right. You can, but yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't done it yet. But like I said, if I'm in a ten teamer, and you need this week to do work, then right, I'm down. All right, think. Oh, Justice Winslow, I want to talk about. Sounds like Tyler Johnson's getting close. Spo called him a quote psycho for wanting to play last week. Hasn't missed the last two games. Also, it's Dragic was a scratch, so that opened up a lot of minutes for a lot of combinations. Man, we saw James Johnson play the point. We saw them Justice Winslow play the point. It was it was one of the most. I was writing all this stuff down. I was like, geez, man, I was like, I gave up after a while. But <laughs> uh, anybody heat wise that you think you may like more, and also Whiteside didn't close on Saturday. That's noteworthy. They went with Bam, who was terrific and a big, big comeback win against the Hornets. That team's rolling right now. Uh, and then Olenek also closed seventeen shots in twenty four minutes. It's a mess though. Like Spo, Spo and Stevens, uh, when they have options, they're going to use them. So it's going to be yeah. kind of a headache. Yeah, um, I'm down on Winslow. I just I yeah. find him tough to trust. So, I mean, he's so bland. Doesn't do anything special. He's not it's not good, really. Yeah, I mean, he's getting minutes too. Last four games, averaging 25 minutes a night, but um, has yet to scored six points or fewer in each game. Um, you know, four assists or fewer in each game, averaging just four points and two two assists. So um, I can't get excited about him. I'd, I'd leave him on the wire. Yeah. All right. So I think we're good there. 
Uh, and also, real quick on the Kemba thing, is there anybody you want to stash on this team? Jonas and I talked on Friday, and we we're like, nope, I'm good. Like Jeremy Lamb should already be owned, but like yep. I'm not stashing Malik Monk. I'm not stashing nope. Carter Williams. I'm not like I'm nope. not stashing Julian Stone. Like there's nope. nobody to stash. Uh, yeah, I, I can't get excited about anybody. Um, you assume they probably you know bring back a point guard yep. just as a as a filler in a deal they get. And even if they don't, um, I guess Carter Williams, you could be talked into it in a points league, you know, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get burned, but, uh, I'd rather, ha- I'd rather have Nita Keenan than Michael Carter Williams. There you wow. go. <laughs> Actually, now, now you're talking. Now you're talking. Uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, but, but, for, you know, for the most part, I'm in agreement with you. I can't, I can't get excited about anybody on that. For sure. Uh, I, all right, so I'm sorry for all all the Frank Nitty, Frankie Smokes franchise bashing. <laughs> I like him, man. I really do. But fantasy, there's no friends in fantasy. So we're going to get out of here on that. You guys, enjoy your week. Set your lineups. Enjoy no football after the Vi- – I'm pumped for this Vikings game, by the way. We're about to – You got um, I kind of think the Vikings, man. I don't know. We'll see. You? Um... I don't know. Yeah, I I, I, I took the, the the Vikes, so um, but I'm I'm not confident to be honest. Yeah, it should be fun. I, I like watching games. I don't root for anyone. Close game. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right, so you guys take care. Have a great week, and thanks for coming on, Tommy. Later, buddy.